This is Carol Hoxbergen, founder of Hoxie's Native Seeds, and I'm very proud to be the sponsor of the Prairie Farm Podcast. Coffee Time Wednesdays with uh, the Prairie Farm Podcast. Can't hit us with the jingle. Welcome back to the Prairie Farm Podcast, Coffee Time Wednesday, the best 15 minutes of your week, possibly the worst of ours. I think Ezra had his worst 15 minutes earlier today when he got stung four times. Dude. Nick got stung today, too. I started, yeah, I started, started taking pe- off my clothes. Peeling off clothes. And there's when a- you get stung, when in doubt, you rip those clothes off right away. <laughs> Couldn't get Kent to go back to work afterwards. Oh, whatever. Yeah, I was blind. <laughs> I couldn't see what I was doing. Dude, my farmer's dad is real, dude. <laughs> Your but farmer's- I had one of those like little like chigger like bee things got under my shirt, and it was eating me. Oh, and I could, and he was going, he off, was going crazy. I was literally just slapping myself trying to get it, and he it was, was still like biting me. And oh, you so had I this, you had this huge well on the like <laughs> yeah. on your shoulder, and uh, like near the armpit region. Yeah, and I was like, holy cow, that thing like burrowed. Oh wait, that's just from him hitting himself. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Nick caused oh, more man. damage to himself than the uh, actual bee. Biting him or stinging him, whatever That's just was happening. the story of my life. Guys, we have the saddest of news for you. Real, honest, sad news. Peyton will no longer be joining us, and that is sad. We wish him the best. He is Happy on his trails way. to you till we meet quit looking at me like that Nick. no I, i'm just enjoying your <laughs> i just had to we had to give you know you can't get too serious when you're talking about yeah, peyton yeah. it's not right yeah no that it's not in memory of peyton that is true plus i'm you know working on my audition for the re, the comeback of american Idol. let me tell you save your breath <laughs> anyway i uh I've got a thing this week, and I really like my thing. My thing was brought to my attention by my wife because our town applied for this thing. You guys might know what it is. It's called Blue Zones, and it's basically an organization that studies the longest living societies in the world and then goes to other societies that are struggling and tries to implement them. And they have nine core values. I'm not going to go through all of them here. But, you know, there's basic like um, putting your loved ones first, belonging to a group, belonging to the correct group, like a group that's a good influence. Though A few that I thought were interesting, and I've heard this before, moving. And not, mm. not sprinting, not hard exercise, moving. People who were in societies where they either, either it was very advanced and so they're kind of congested. So you couldn't really use cars. So there's a lot of walking or, you know, less uh, technologically advanced societies. But if they were advanced, the society had to have very, very good walking paths because it it promoted walking. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, that is cool. Uh, Another one is uh, the next two I want to talk about. I really like the 80% rule. That means you eat until you're no longer hungry not until you're full. Mm. And I think that hits a personal bone 
deep down inside of me. And and unfortunately, <laughs> it's deep inside of me because of how big I've gotten. Oh, my goodness. Do you still practice the one rib rule, Nick? <laughs> no, Ken. You're the only person I know that talks about the one rib rule. As like, long as you can still feel one rib, you ain't doing too bad. <laughs> so bad kid that's not a good life motto <laughs> can you imagine being like so massively huge that you you can't couldn't feel any bones like dude, your fingers or your elbow I like it's just gone it. your shin that would come in very handy though when walking behind uh you know cars with hitches that is true or um you know when you're like someone's walking shin behind fat. you or with a grocery cart and they clip your heel with the grocery cart that hurts, man. Oh, yeah. That is not fun. I wonder if you got extra padding there if it'd feel any better. Real quick story. We have more time to talk now. Not really. Real- Peyton only took like <laughs> 90 seconds <laughs> That's of the true. Time. That's true. That's- but I have, a, I have a good story on fat, on human fat. Um, so uh, we just got back from our vacation to North Carolina, and we uh, – I'm getting too old to be doing this, but we do the graveyard shift driving, you know, like drive through the night, stop at a gas station, sleep for a few hours. One of the kids wakes up, I gotta go pee, you know, that kind of thing, or has a night terror or whatever, and the sleep is over and you're back on the road. So in the 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 late night podcast listening that my wife was listening to, she was listening to the She's probably all- listening to like murder mysteries in the <laughs> middle of the night. The husband was sleeping silently in the car. <laughs> And the wife stabbed him. It over was so and over. easy. She was so angry because their vacation went so poorly. <laughs> no, uh, no, she was listening to the Ologies podcast, and uh, which is a great, great show. A lot of interesting stuff on there. They were talking about the catacombs in Paris, and just like the history of those, and how you know Paris had all these troubles dealing with like mass burial like where to put people they had a lot of people and not a lot of places to bury them and uh there's this whole you got to listen to the episode to get the whole story but the part about the human fat was eventually they just had like this mass grave where they were putting people and they and you know they were burying them but the the soil became in such a way that it couldn't break down the fat and so this fat was like building up human fat and in the soil and they started to collect it and make soap and uh candles what for market out of the uh human fat appalled and disgusted (laughs) and yet at the same time very happy for their ingenuity and efficiency (laughs) good for you paris good for you Uh, well but anyways the other rule that i thought was really cool was every single one of these societies uh it's called plant slant where they lean towards beans um including fava i don't know how to pronounce that black beans soybeans and lentils these are the cornerstones not rice beans and meat but mostly pork and this is a direct quote from their website bluezones.com uh meat mostly pork is eaten on average only five times per month Mm. serving sizes are three to four ounces or about the size of a deck of cards, which is basically one slice of pork loin. So one slice of pork loin, they eat about once a week. Maybe, maybe if they're really feeling spicy, they'll have tw- they'll have it twice a week that month. But um, that to me was astounding. And probably their pork has less like hormones, and you know is, is less uh, um, 
what do you call that? Robotically built. Did you know pigs <laughs> grow to full size pigs in like five and a half to six and a half months? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So they go they go from like a three pound being to like a two hundred and sixty pound being that quickly. It takes uh, it took me well actually after marriage it got a lot quicker to <laughs> but like it it took me 20 years to hit 190 20 yeah. years and I had to work for that 190 yeah. you know so pigs are astounding anyway so they've got their pig meat that they eat occasionally but basically they just get their protein from their beans and that's wild and I have a friend who was telling me just the other day he was like yeah I think I've said this on this podcast. I've had a couple friends tell me this actually. They were given a salad for dinner and they were on the inside livid. Hmm. They were like real upset that they had been given a salad and not real meat. But I, my wife does not like meat. She likes it. She doesn't mind it if it's cooked well, but it's not like a preferred food for her. And I think the world would be a little better off if we were like that. And really that's where it strikes the heart of the matter here is it's not the fault of the farmer exclusively it's not the fault of even if you want to say big industrialized ag or something like that uh it, it, you talked fact well backlink to the episode nick just released on food and kind of a global perspective in a really brief episode i think it's episode 73 um like the power comes from the consumer and so you know if we say we want pizza on demand well then people meat pizza we'll say even on demand you got to have cheap meat that can yeah that can be always ready to go and can if it doesn't get eaten in time it can be thrown in the garbage without you know making a a company break the bank you know what i mean it's got to be and so that's the result of that and so really what we talked about is being more intentional which that diet is very intentional you know that you you just talked about interesting uh other story though (laughs) Uh, the uh, guys on the core discovery for Lewis and Clark ate nine pounds of meat a day. Wild. Think of that. Nine pounds of meat a day is That's what they were crazy. eating when That's they were like 150. Ounces. I mean, not throughout the entire, there's parts where they, they barely had anything to eat just depending on where they were. But, yeah. but when they were like in their most game rich areas, nine pounds of meat a day. Well, yeah, when you can just look out your tent and see an elk, you know, or there are reports of um, prairie uh, settlers who would just go out with nets. They would just one person on one end of the net, one person on the other. They'd run through a field and they'd have 10 prairie chickens. Yeah. uh, You know, man, this is this is meandering all over the place. This conversation, but it's it's, it is an interesting topic to think of. And and um, yeah, the I don't think we can even comprehend the density of of game at one time different place different place these days also um if you are interested blue zone so they will come into your community and like help do renovations but it's a very hard process they have a long waiting list but if you've got a community that could use some of these things some of the other ones are people feeling like they belong um there's actually one that's like like they drink a certain amount of alcohol um and then there's uh there's a few others um but those uh, they'll help you like implement these things. So something we've been really kind of tracking this summer has been rainfall. It's been great here in uh, our part of Iowa. I shouldn't say all of Iowa. There's definitely parts of the state that are in great need of 
of rain, but um, and even honestly, we probably are still a little bit under what we should uh, have. But um, I I don't know. It, I should look at the uh, like drought map for for the state. Yeah. We're, we're probably pretty close to where we should be. We seem to, you know. Yeah, we, but I feel like we, don't, we are we get in a special it. pocket. Right. Yeah. Definitely. We're right where we're at in our region. Very much so in a special pocket. Um, but uh, I would say this though: our rains, the the like, if you look at our amount of precipitation, our our inches of precipitation. It's kind of almost a bailout system that we've been having. Instead of having like, you know, a couple tenths of rain on Monday and then a couple more mm. on Wednesday evening and then yeah. a couple more on Friday morning and Saturday morning, you know, it's like 1.5 inches on, <laughs> you know, Wednesday night yeah. into Thursday morning. And so it's always that, enough to cause erosion. Right. Well, yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's not as good as getting those like little soakers that, that are going to, you know, really take it into the soil and not a lot running off and, like Nick said, causing erosion. But we'll take what we're getting. And um, like I mentioned earlier, I was on vacation this last week. I was down in North Carolina, and they seem to be doing okay as far as getting rainfall. Um, But as you go up into New England, which is where my in-laws are from, I was talking with my father-in-law, and they're – there was uh, um, a real problem with rain up there. And it's continuing even uh, into this week. And that is they are getting too much. And it's just getting getting absolutely dumped on them. And if you've been following the news, uh, Vermont, New York, and Pennsylvania. So of those three, only Vermont is technically considered New England. So all you New England uh snobs out there that want to scream at me for grouping new york and pennsylvania in there i'm not doing it but man east coast people are feisty that's how we have (laughs) that's how we have our country that's right (laughs) that's right they're passionate people they're good people but uh so all three of those states have just been getting dumped on and new hampshire has been as well but especially those three have been in the news and um uh so just in a couple articles that i've I, I read on this, um, uh, one talked about getting nine inches in one week in uh, Vermont. Another talked about, I think it was four to six in uh, Pennsylvania and New York in one week, that much rain. And uh, dams are like, you know, res- dams on reservoirs are being like breached by the floodwaters. Um a lot of people have lost their houses and businesses. And uh, even now, we've uh, very tragically seen in the news um, uh, this. So this article here that I have, five people dead in Pennsylvania from being swept away by a flash flood. Um, at least one person I know of in Vermont. I'm not sure about New York. Uh, people are, you know, it's becoming a very dangerous thing. And, um, uh, the, I think it was the governor of New York, um, said it well, she basically said, yeah, get used to this. This is kind of the crazy weather events that are going to continue to be taking place as our climate changes. And a lot of times we just think of it from like, oh, it's going to be so hot. Oh, it's going to be, you know, super dry. And that, yeah, that's 
probably the primary problems, but there are other weird weather patterns that end up happening, right? There's that water on our planet isn't going to just disappear. It's just going to be more so in one part of the water cycle than what it should be. You know what I mean? And uh, it's going to, so how does that affect things? Well, kind of like this, like what we're seeing. Um, And, and uh, it should really make us think, okay, what, is it that we can do to try and and help with this? And we've talked about this so many times in this podcast, but it it does start at each individual effort, you know? And I think going back to what Nick was, you know, what we were really talking about a lot with his blue zone thing is the consumption side of things. Um, If we stop demanding so many things, uh, then uh, we, I think could have our biggest impact by not, by not, uh, generating so much, uh, uh, greenhouse gas through fossil fuel emissions by, by not making it so profitable for, for giant factories to be operating 24, seven, 365 and, and adding to emissions and, and on and on. Right. And so if we allowed for a more natural, existence on our planet then i think that we could we could help uh, mitigate some of these things man yeah uh, i mean one it's tragic that people are dying i know that northern california southern oregon also had a similar absolute downpouring flooding um like issues with their river dikes holding it which you know is a whole nother issue yeah. but um yeah it's a big deal and and there's also long-term effects from floods too, you know, loss yeah. of soil quality, vegetation damaged. Which uh, is crazy because the kinds of floods we have now are bad for soil, but the kinds of floods we used to have, like more natural seeping floods mm-hmm. that flood sl- that flooded slowly into plains was actually really good for the land. Right, yeah. Um, and something I was just reading in a book about. Uh, yeah, not flash floods. Yeah. 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 Just basically a high water season is what it was. Not, yeah. Not a flash flood event. Wow. We did pretty good on time today. Yeah. Man. Well, I, I want to take you guys out by going back to something Kent said. He said, well, what can we do? Consumption is a really big part of it. But something we haven't really actually talked that much about on this podcast is sharing this podcast. If you have an uncle that's a farmer, and he's very staunch, staunch in his um, views. Don't don't send him this podcast. I'm happy for him to hear it. But when we share things, let's be smart about it. Let's share to the people that are kind of you know they're they're very logical. They're going to be very um, they're kind of on the edge of what they think, and 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 maybe we can have an influence on in what they say, or people that you have influence with, right? So if your uncle doesn't listen to what you have to say, it's not going to help to just throw our voice at him then what happens is he throws up he puts our um our whole podcast under the category of gross propaganda that he doesn't want to listen to and then if it ever comes up in the future he's already written it off so it is we think it would be really really cool to um see change through this part like mass change through this podcast we've already seen people they've been writing in letting us know what they've been learning what they what they think is great recommending things we love that thank you for doing yep, that absolutely but we think that um there's potential to to have real mass change and that happens by sharing the podcast because when you share it 
and people listen, what happens? Conservation. It starts to happen one mind at a time. Thanks for hanging out, guys.